0: This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry. Here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So, uh, thanks for uh, taking your people. Reached out, you know. I know you're you're talking a lot about sessions and that great yeah. form that you're on. I was made aware of it. Uh, council band our clients of mine. They were invited and applied and became part, you know, 100 or so bands that went on and started performing. And they're like, Rick, there's this platform that allows you to you know, get the fans really actively engaged and actively involved. And uh, they said it's run by the guy who was at Pandora and he knows the music business. And it's not one of those things that's gonna be here like for two weeks and it's in beta <laughs> and it's always in beta. And then everyone, you know, you convince all your fans to go to it and then they get there and they have, you know, it was just, it was, it was actually legit. So as we talk about this today, fun. Okay, let me explain that Tim Westergren is with me right now and you're the founder of Sessions. Now, do you guys call it Sessions Live or how do you-
1: No Sessions, it? the, the website Sessions Live, but the name is Sessions, yeah.
0: Yeah, unless you want to spend a million dollars to get Sessions. Exactly. Right? exactly,
1: exactly.
0: And Sessions Live is kind of what it is. It's, yeah, right it's it came it came along at the right time what's interesting is people came to me and they're like rick what is it that you do i said well now it has a name it's called social distancing and i said i've been teaching musicians on zoom for four years how to live stream and build audiences and i'm a big proponent of the live stream and i i did the first ever facebook live with a musician when i was at american idol as the social media mentor and then We started developing the virtual tip jar and the PayPal.me. That all kind of came from my world. But it's it's hodgepodge the way that we do it. It's not a platform that's designed for that. We take Instagram with a Venmo app or we take PayPal, Facebook Live. So when you come along and say, hey, let's kind of – integrate this thing make it all in one area make it very user friendly tell us how the whole idea came to be
1: yeah well this is gonna be a fun conversation then <laughs> you've done he's such a long history here but you can teach me as well um yeah so uh let's see this is really the company is really a marriage of two distinct things um it's it's a marriage of my own background uh within digital music you know as an entrepreneur and also as a musician So, you know, I spent my 20s playing in rock bands, living out of a van, and, you know, putting flowers on telephone poles in my 20s. Um, And alongside uh, virtual gaming, kind of the free to play virtual gaming world, it's really a marriage of of those two things. And um, I met Gordon and Charles um, a couple of years ago. Uh, They're two young entrepreneurs, very talented. And they had spent like the last 10 years building a very successful gaming franchise. And um, I actually myself have very little experience, had real experience with gaming at the time, uh, but I was just fascinated by what they'd built. And, and there were two things that they had created, kind of two superpowers, in my opinion, that, that just struck me. Um, one was this, what uh, this, we call it kind of a growth engine, which is essentially a, a technology stack, that's been 10 years in the making, that enables them to acquire users very efficiently it's like an audience building machine, um, remarkably efficiently. And the second uh, was their mastery of uh, virtual economies. So how to, how to make money on virtual goods and services, which again, is kind of the genius of gaming really, right? uh, All these years. And, and when I came to sort of really, I, I dug in on these two things and after a while I thought, Oh geez, like, we could take these two things and do some pretty remarkable stuff in music cuz those actually are two of the great missing pieces uh for musicians in particular but for the music industry in general you know how do you cost effectively bring people to see you perform how do you acquire an audience and then how do you develop a direct compensation system that works you know
0: right
1: um and so we really just kind of woodshedded it. They wanted, to, they wanted to expand into music and that was my background. Like I, I in some ways, you know, I, I was post Pandora. I really was, was trying to figure out how do I solve this problem that we tried to solve at Pandora, but couldn't, which is, you know, ch- changing the sort of underlying economic structure for musicians. And, you know, and the sad truth of the web is it hasn't done that. You know, for all the activity, all the products out there and, and for all the sort of revenues generating, the, the life of a working musician looks kind of the same, maybe worse since it started, you know, because you you're not buying CDs anymore.
0: Well, but um, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we, people are still trying to play in an old model. It's, a, they just, it's that push mentality. They just kind of push yeah. it, pray, man, push it out there. Yeah. Right now, it's like what live streaming was doing to me, as I, I always tell people, I'm like newsflash. No one has to pay to consume your product and think about how many businesses stay in business. If we could just walk into a store, kind of take whatever we want, wave with a little generosity wave on the way out, it doesn't happen. What people are paying for is the engagement in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So they are investing in you. It's like, why does Taylor Swift sell a a million records or CDs to kids that don't have CD players every time she puts one out and they'll buy multiple numbers of them because she makes each of them different. It's the experience. Yeah. That's what people are purchasing today. And because of not a lot of middlemen and things like that, we've got artists right now, you know, making thirty-five, you know, hundred, four thousand dollars a month during COVID when in March they were making thirty two dollars a month because they were that that's what their online store was doing. And now that it's shifted but they follow the right strategy. So I think What's cool about the tool that you have, I just want to share with people this, the strategies in life and in business have never changed. It's the tactics and the tools which have made it easier. When Taylor and I started, she said, I want to have a gold record. Like, oh crap, we're going to have to meet, you know, 500,000 people and hope that all 500,000 people of them actually like you and buy your record. And that's going to be a lot of tours that we're going to have to get on. And then there was this little thing called MySpace. And we're like, wait, there's millions of people hanging out over here. Mm. You went and did this for them. And what you have done so brilliantly is you have made every mobile device a venue. Yeah. Where you can get to a thousand, you can play a thousand venues in one night with no expenses of gas no expensive of hotel i mean it's like it's brilliant what you guys have done so i'm glad that you guys ultimately met
1: yeah so really it's serendipitous but they had developed these skills within the context of gaming and so it kind of came into this through a different door with these capabilities and this kind of this sort of sensibility it's not about a transaction like you said it's actually what you're, when someone sort of quote pays for something, what they're actually buying is participation, uh, validation, acknowledgement, status, you know, it's, it's not uh, it's that. And that is kind of the, again, what has made gaming so successful for so many years. Uh, so we start with that whole mentality and um, what, what it's amazing to watch this thing work. You know, when we started in beta with a couple hundred uh, artists that we just, recruited from the web and and these are total amateurs no fans no experience really playing live of any kind you know within some a shorter period of time they're making hundreds of dollars an hour playing from their couch
0: now let's let's back up for a second and explain to people the gaming mentality like on twitch so what happens for if you're a musician you're like what's this gaming thing they're talking about yeah these folks would go on share their screen they would play fortnite And you would watch them play and you would learn all their tips and tricks and you had the ability to instantly tip them. And every platform has its own different commodity that happens. It could be worth a nickel, it could be worth a dime, it could be worth a dollar, whatever it is. But that's what he means by we saw this going on in gaming is that people would sit there and watch something and if they had the opportunity to pay – that's exactly they, would donate. they would pay so now you brought this into the music so i just wanted to clear that up for people that Sorry, it.
1: yeah and, and if you think about it you know in a live performance a live performance is really a musician's most valuable asset like, it is the most powerful magical thing it's a it's it's a thing that in a world where someone like you said won't pay 29 cents for a song they'll pay three hundred dollars for a concert ticket because that is the currency of music um, and if you think you're at a show, like when, when the artist is playing, you know, like one of your favorite song, and they're kind of in the moment, your like heart is overflowing. Like you know, you are feeling something. Like what if you had, a, what if you could at that moment express that? You know, what you do is you hold your lighter up, or you scream, or you, you jump up and down, like you yell, you know, I love you. You know, like you 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 kind of express it. And uh, what we're really trying to do with this is um, digitally as best we can replicate that experience. And then while it's happening, making it easy for, an art, for a fan to express themselves that way by rewarding, we call it giving love to the artist. And I tell you, it works. Um, and and uh, you know, we had an artist perform just a few weeks ago and she made about $10,000 in one hour. Wow! And to our knowledge, she's never been paid to play before. And there were only 300 people in the show and there's a whole lot about that that to me is remarkable. Of course, the fact that she made 10 grand, having really never had a paid gig before. Like I tell you, when I was in a band and we worked for years to play ten, make $10,000 in a show. Second, it was only 300 people. And third, this is an artist who couldn't sell out a coffee house in any market because she has no fan density. But to your point, we're paying, we're playing thousands of venues in this one show, right? So. These 300 people come from all over the globe. And so all of a sudden, you've got this situation where you don't need to spend five years, like I'm sure you did with Taylor, right? Playing, you know, carefully and deliberately rotating your performances market by market to not saturate, to be there often enough so that you could play a thousand seat plays and a two thousand seat. This is you, it's like you add water and stir, bam, this is somebody up and running. And she can do this on a pretty regular basis. So, uh, it's it, it kind of it creates so much opportunity for artists for whom this was literally impossible before.
0: yeah and, I, and it goes once again it's like I've been kind of hodgepodging it together and using different forms of technology and pieces like that and um, the, the one thing too is that and I was sharing this with one of my clients that I was talking with today as I said now all of a sudden the major label artist, started using this live streaming when they were like, holy crap, the industry is shut down. See, there's a difference between the music business and the music industry. The music business is thriving. <laughs> the music business industry is in a world of hurt yeah. because the managers make most of their money off of the touring income and the merchandise income. They don't make it off the streaming income. It's like yeah. as the business model in the industry is splitting percentages of pennies, that's why everyone looks forward to touring season because now you're splitting dollars again. Right, right. Not the case when all of a sudden the venues got shut down. So when you see John Legend and you see uh, the Coldplay guy and all these folks all of a sudden where Good Morning America is like, oh, my gosh, John Legend is doing a live show from his house. And I'm like, artists have been doing this stuff from their house for the longest time. It's, it's not a new thing. And that's when – I heard about sessions and I'm like, okay, this is interesting because I'm always trying to create the path of least resistance for my artist. We're also always trying to train the consumer. So it's like if we can get them used to something, that's where you're going to benefit the most. And the more professional it looks, the fact that you guys sell tickets it's a lot. People are more likely to show up for something if they've paid for something in advance, and they're more likely to treat it nicer if they've paid for it. The whole free concept is just that. It may have it may have value, but the value is free. It always is going to be free. So when you're able to kind of create it, and then all the tell us a little bit about uh, some of the social features that go in yeah. that allow people to share it with their. Friends in real time and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so, so a bunch of things kind come to mind just saying this. Here. So, so when someone performs, there are two primary forms of monetization right now. There's ticketing, which actually is you know pay, paying to attend, um, and then there's the, what you'd call microtransactions, sort of things that happen while you're performing. And the pay, the ticket stuff is a well-known uh, me- mechanism for for generating revenue. We actually don't think that's the long-term solution. Uh, we don't think that buying a ticket to a digital performance uh, will endure, um, compared to uh, an environment where you're creating an ongoing relationship with a with a fan who then is kind of. I I don't like to use the word tipping because it's really not. Tipping is a is charity, and that's not what this is. Right. Um, it's where you're a patron, like for someone, you really kind of are, you have a relationship with them. And and we're seeing artists on this platform that, that are playing several hours a week over many, many months, and their audience continues to support them and actually more and more over time. Um, so it's a different uh, relationship. And what I think is, you know, live streaming has been around for a while, as you know, uh, but the problem I think has, has been that there has not been an effective way for someone who's live streaming to bring a sizable audience to see them cost effectively. And so you're playing, you're streaming, but you're not getting the attendance. It's a bit like, you know, it's a bit like playing a show at the club on the quiet side of town with no foot traffic, you know. Yes, you have a channel, you have a pipeline, but that doesn't matter if people aren't coming to you. And the same is true, by the way, of being on a subscription service or being in a record store or being on a digital store. Like, it doesn't matter just be there. You have to have people come. And that hasn't been solved and ha- remains unsolved. I mean, for all of the activity happening through live streaming right now, to me, the numbers are anemic. You know, you look at these superstar global artists, and they're thrilled to have 100,000 or 300,000 simultaneous viewers. To me, that's a problem. Um, and, and, and again, that's something that I think is unique to sessions. We spend substantial, uh, budgets marketing every show, uh, really every show, uh, which is why we can uniquely bring audience and we can do that because we monetize well enough that we can make a business out of
0: it. So basically what you're doing then is you're saying, and I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause I don't know this part of it, but I, for certain artists, you guys put some of your advertising dollars to help draw people to there. Obviously you can't do it for every single artist because you, you do, do it for every artist,
1: every, artist every, every single artist.
0: So how are you able to do that without cluttering an ad? Let's say you've got, so do you only allow a certain number of shows to take place a week on the platform?
1: No, it scales because you are marketing to an audience that is, has an affinity to that, for that artist. So I'm not sending you, uh, Rick, a fan of, you know, heavy metal, you're not. we're not sending you a, a suggestion for a show it has got nothing to do with your affinity.
0: So you're, um, you're sending a suggestion through email to the people that have identified themselves in your platform as a fan of a certain type of music?
1: So we actually, we partner with artists. We start with their socials. And, you know, one of the things that is kind of, I think it has not been well-known, but it's becoming well-known in the artist community is that uh, you may have a lot of fans or a lot of followers, but that doesn't mean you can reach them. You know, the, the, the average
0: fans and, and fans and followers do not equal fans. I did a whole podcast episode.
1: Really, <laughs> but on top of that, like if you post. If you have a million Instagram followers and you hit a post, you you'll reach about four to five percent of them. And if you wanna reach more, yeah. you gotta start paying.
0: Yeah, that's that's a high conversion at four to five percent.
1: So yeah, so you know about this. And you know what happened here is COVID come came along, musicians got, you know, shut out of the physical world, and they said, Well, okay, I guess I'm just gonna turn to my computer now and I will I will sort of start to uh, connect with all these fans these fan bases I've built up on these platforms now and I'll build my own you know I'll work through that pipeline well lo and behold you you can't reach them without paying there's a big toll booth between you and your own fans the people you spent time aggregating for another site so right now there's this to me very problematic Structure where the music industry does not own its audience. Musicians do not own their audience. Even followers, they've spent, you know, they've built up painstakingly over many years. If they want to reach them, they're just another advertiser. They're competing with Coca Cola. And you know Nike, and to reach those same people. Um, That's that's why I
0: teach to build your email list. Your website and your email Hmm. list are the only two things you own. Everything else you're leasing space. You get this stuff, and and that's 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 the whole message of my business model is is artist to fan engagement, and how do we get them to that point?
1: Yeah. See, so we we solve that problem because we have this again ten years of technology development. So any artist that comes to us we will handle all of that. We will bring the people, we'll populate that show with fans and we will create the, the world's most efficient way for those fans to, for the artists to, to earn income from those fans. And, and we're so seeing it already. You
0: guys ask for in return.
1: We take a commission. So our, our entire business no is built on-
0: know different than anything else. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like if someone's doing the work and once again, artists, if you're listening to this, Welcome. It's a pay to play world because that's how business works mm. in business to get customers into your restaurant. You've got to pay to get those customers in your restaurant to get people into your store. This is no different. And the other thing, too, is that you take a percentage of what they make. So if they don't make you don't get paid. correct?
1: Yeah, So, so on session. So there's no payment from the artist. There's no pay to play here. You you play. Uh, let us allow us to uh, market your show yep. to the audiences, the audiences you can't reach, and we will take a commission off what you earn. Um, <laughs> there's no money out of pocket. In fact, uh, we've been fairly regularly giving artists uh, guarantees, uh, so paying them ahead of time because we are confident enough that we can.
0: Oh, uh, no, you're uh, back it You're a smart businessman. You know you're back <laughs> in. That if a thousand people come to the show in our system. We know we're going to make X, so and yeah. we can pay Y to this musician, right. knowing.
1: But this is, this is a true. This is an actual win win. I mean, those win win is generally not true.
0: This just. Yeah. People just but, say it. Right. But
1: it. this is an actual win win. I think it, uh, and uh, you know, uh, most businesses on the web that utilize music their business models are made better by paying less for music. That's, the, that's how it fundamentally works. So you've got the the in the sort of the consumer landscape is essentially um, occupied by businesses whose interests are actually kind of qu- quasi-contrary to the content holders. Um, and so that ha- has always been a great problem. And I've, I've, I was wondering to myself, this artist who, um, who played a couple of weeks ago made $10,000, I wonder, in sort of the pantheon of streaming artists, if you made twenty thousand dollars in a year, how where do you rank? I'm going to get you ranked pretty damn high right. in terms of revenue from streaming. And this she made from one hour long show.
0: And what is so? What is the pitch? So it's like, is it the artist? Because I've got the strategies that I teach artists who are deathly afraid of asking for money, mm. and that's why they're broke. Uh, I've got you know strategies to help them overcome that what is the pitch inside of a, a live session that people, you know, where, where is the, oh my gosh, this opportunity is available to support this artist. Is it from the artist? Is it stuff that you guys are saying? Where's that pitch coming
1: from? That's a great question. And I think, you know, uh, for artists, this is sort of a new form of performance. I mean, it's not, it's not new in the sense that busking has existed for long before we were around. I
0: mean, it takes a certain personality to busk.
1: But the, 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 the beautiful thing about this environment is there's a vocabulary of gaming. And when you're in that environment, it's natural. Right. Uh, what the artist really needs to do is engage with the audience. Like if you, if just to make, to, to create the world, the real world metaphor, you know, or an, an, an analog, if, you know, you go into that, cl- into that sort of a bar and you got the guy up on stage in the guitar and he's playing a song, he's joking with people, he's like, you know, he's acknowledging, you know, Susie and John just came in and he said, you know, he he, he plays a song request from Barbara who got, just got engaged, you know, and he's like, and and he, he he changes the lyrics, he makes his mistake, he goes, oh, fuck, I made a mistake, let me try that again, guys, like, and, and there's just like, you know people that when they do that, the audience reciprocates. Yep. Um, Now, uh, it's harder for someone who just wants to like plug in and turn their back and just play three chords in the truth, you know, like, that, it's it's, this medium, well, they'll have to work harder. Um, But uh, if you can both deliver a a beautiful musical performance, but also uh, 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 include your audience, then the audience will reward you in kind. Um, and so there are a myriad different ways in which someone can kind of express their affection for you financially, and you can give gifts, you can pay to chat, you can give paid song requests. The artist can kind of help, uh, and we'll help them architect that so they feel good about it, the sure, fan sure. feels good about it. I mean, we had an artist play to show 4,500 paid chats in one hour. In one hour, 4,500 people paid to chat, to, just to put a chat up, not to be answered, to put a chat up.
0: Wow. So so SessionsLive.com is the website I can sit here and talk with you for a long time, speak the same language uh, as far as the whole engagement process uh, goes. But SessionsLive.com, go check out the website, you can apply. Uh, One of the things that I want to tell you, you know, as you go to a new platform. You need to express to your audience why you went to this platform, what's in it for them. It's a better way for me to perform for you. If you just say why it's great for you, nobody cares. Don't forget the number one rules in relationships, what's in it for them. When when you're on stage inside sessions, my advice to you is to say something like this. Many of you have asked how you can support my music, that's why I decided to come in with sessions because they make it real easy. There's a couple. That's of- a
1: great, that's you know, a great. <laughs>
0: oh, by the way, here's this song I wrote and you don't harp on it. And then as people start giving you love, thank them, you know, Hey Tim, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Every little bit helps. Yes. Oh, exactly. Act like, cause that's the thing. When you go to a normal concert that like Tim mentioned, you spend 300 bucks for you don't physically get to interact with the band on stage this is an opportunity for you to get to interact and what i'm telling everyone that i am involved with right now and every podcast i'm on and anyone who listen the relationships that you build online right now will tenfold your business offline because when you get to start performing again in person they're going to want to come see their friend that they got to know. They're going to want to come buy that T-shirt that you told them about. But the key is this, humble, gracious, many of you have asked how you can support me. That is why I'm here, because Sessions has made it easily available for those that would like to. And here's the next song. You don't have to beg. You don't know, because no one likes a beggar, but here's the sad part. Your fans will, be approached by a homeless person on the street that will ask for a couple bucks and they'll give it to them. And you guys never ask for anything and they don't give it to you. So you've got to ask, you've got to get your pitch set up properly in order to be able to do it. Well, uh, man, I, like I said, I'm super hey, and excited to be able to share this with my audience. You know, I've got an email database of, you know, over 49,000 artists right now. Are you guys a worldwide platform?
1: 200 countries, 18 languages so
0: far. Okay, all over the place. eliminated for those of you that said you can't do it. How <laughs> much does it cost for the artist to join the platform? Zero. So there's that excuse that all you artists try to put in. Just, here's the cool part. If you're a lazy artist, go ahead and just do this as a hobby and stay out of our way because it's so crowded out there anyway and we just don't want you to make excuses. I'm going to share with you. We're going to end on this Instagram message that I just got from this kid. So. I have free resources all over the internet. I do free trainings, you know, social media for music, five keys to, I mean, I have, I give my book away for free. So this kid reaches out to me and he says this and you'll get a a thing. Hello, sir, just saw your ad, found it interesting. Can you please show me on a serious level to rise as an artist? I said, great, go watch the video that was in the ad. It does just that. Sir, I want to learn directly from you. You and I both know, following me right now can get me more audience to my page. Can you simply show love? Thanks again. That is how you learn directly from me. I don't send people to other people's pages. Then he put a heart emoji. He said, thanks anyways, just struggling. struggling. Called himself a struggling artist with a dream. You are what you say you are, people. Hmm. Uh, Just a struggling artist with a dream. I said, then learn and stop struggling. I gave you free content to help and you just ignored it. That is why you are struggling. Take action and stop making excuses, and that is coming directly from me. And then he put, damn, you're straightforward, thanks. I said, that's why people love me, I'm no BS. He said, you were Taylor Swift's manager, didn't know that, I'm watching your videos, sir. (laughs) No one's gonna do it for you but you guys. But here's the thing, is once someone's going to give you guidance and the tools, it's up to you to use the guidance and use these tools. It's not what you know, it's what you do with what you know. So here is another tool that's available to you that you one heard, doesn't cost you a thing, two allows your fans to contribute to your cause and three, they're going to do the promotion to help make sure that you've got eyeballs. Many of you in your own personal lives have never played for more than 10 or 15 people. And here's a company for no charge uh, to you out of your pocket that's willing to do that for you. So check them out. Sessions live.com uh, in the show notes I'll also uh, put a link to a great article you guys were just featured in a bunch of different magazines and things like that but I think it was the the Rolling Stones article that I read
1: yeah we we're in a bunch but yeah Polestar billboard a bunch of things, Yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll make sure that we've got links to that you'll also have a links to go to sessions live and and do yourself a favor just go watch one of the performances kind of do your own research see what it's like see if it's something that you feel comfortable doing and then go ahead and apply And who knows, I could be popping up into one of your shows sometime soon. Tim, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. And thank you for the question. As you see, there is no one size fits all model with the music business. So I do appreciate that. To help you figure out where you are and where you want to get to, head on over to the website, rickparker.com, and take the Are You Ready for a Manager Assessment? While you're there, you can also click on the podcast link and leave a message, and who knows, maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this, I would really love it if you would give it a share, if you would subscribe it onto whatever platform that it is that you're listening to, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember... You don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.